0: Dubfod goes hard.
1: To WFOD, my name is Mike. I am joined by the king of pranks, the albino alligator, popcorn bitch, Mister Travis Hulse. Yeah, you are. And guys, drunkard STL on the Twitters is here as well. Hello, drunk.
2: Well, I gotta say, I'm happy I'm on dry land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, drunk? Were are you, you out to sea? Yeah. The you haven't heard about the the submarine? The submarine? No. What? What are you talking about, drunk? So
0: there's
1: five... Travis, there's a submarine.
2: Millionaires slash billionaires on a submarine. Why? They went to go check out the Titanic wreckage. Oh. Yeah. They can't find them. The Titanic wreckage? Or they can't find the submarine? They can't find the submarine. Uh, did they find the They can't the find Titanic the billionaires? Yeah. So it's a submersible. Oh, no. It's not an actual submarine. It's a submersible. Is it any billionaires we, we know? Uh, Just the CEO of the company that runs the thing.
1: Runs the submarine company. Yeah,
2: the, the submersible company. Yeah. Well, that's that's on him. <laughs> and then uh, some Pakistani guy and his son. Okay. And then uh, so
1: they don't really count as two. Oh, billion. so most mostly foreigners.
2: Uh, Man, yeah, how great would that a, be
1: if you were third in line? And there was like, a Canadian two of the guy
2: billionaires. the tours ran out of Canada. Okay. And apparently, it's not very well. Where did the Titanic sink? In between. Boston and the U.K.? I'll be damned. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, I wouldn't dispute
1: it anyway. Travis, coming up after the break, we're going to be talking to Kim Howe. She wrote a book. It's called Lipstick and Leather. Uh, She was the tour manager for Motorhead and Rush and Black Sabbath. And uh, Travis, uh, spoiler But she was the tour manager for a guy called The King. And he's going to be my pick of the week. The King. Because I learned about The King reading her book. (coughs) And uh, he's really something. I don't think you've probably heard of The King, Travis. But you're fucking about to. I've never heard of The King. So this submarine thing, it's going on now? Yeah. They're trying to find him? So they lost contact. How long before they're probably dead?
2: So they lost contact an hour and 45 minutes in. Okay. Takes about 2 hours to get there. Okay. They have up to 96 hours of air and very little food on the thing. Oh. Cuz it's not supposed to be an all day thing. Oh. Okay. Did this just happen today? Today or yesterday? He's one of the two, yeah. Could they Holy
1: could they shit. have to start eating each other, Travis? So
2: that's it's so, so, so the 96 hour thing that's just like normal everyday breathing, not like Somebody's having a fucking panic attack down there, (laughs) fucking stealing. Did they ever find those
1: Minnesota Vikings that went missing Mm -hmm. on the boat? Did we lose Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, they went out on a boat and never came back.
2: The football team? Yeah,
1: there were some Minnesota Vikings, Travis. They went out on a boat and they just disappeared. Nobody nobody ever found them.
0: They're probably being human trafficked. Maybe they found them. I don't know. That's crazy. Well, no, That's, yeah, look it this, up. This,
2: type in the Titanic submersible.
0: Yeah. The this, this submarine shit. This, sound, this is like a, the plot of a movie. Isn't. Who. What movie did I just watch that it was this? It was this exact. Oh, I think I rewatched Ghost Ship. Uh, <laughs> was okay. that what I rewatched where they were like, oh, they went down to.
2: I was about to say, what, what was the one with Morgan Freeman? They had two of them like, right in a row, right? Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea, that's a shark
0: movie. That was a shark movie. Ghost Ship, was it Ghost Ship and Evil Ship, Travis? Yeah, Ghost Ship was a, yeah, there was, uh, everybody on the ship died. The the movie starts, if you've never seen the movie, it's fucking amazing. It was like one of these 90s big budget horror flicks, which they just don't make anymore. There's a lot of them in the 90s that were great. Travis, last week you said
1: we needed to watch ATM, and now I think you're selling me on fucking Ghost Ship if you've never seen ghost ship get on it
0: because it's like it's it's I remember the
1: cover of ghost ship like it was like, it a was like the ship with the skull on the yeah. go- was that yep. did that come up or was that just a, a funny no that was thing.
0: just a cool cover okay uh, so, so,
1: the, so the skull wasn't actually on the all
0: screen. of the 90s tropes in a movie if you've seen any horror movie in the 90s or there it was just like a lot of talking a lot of moving from place to place a bunch of set pieces but the the opening of ghost ship uh the first five minutes of ghost ship which sets the whole movie up and which 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 creates the ghost ship essentially is some of the best filmmaking i've ever seen (laughs) it's so fucking good the first five even if you don't want to watch the entire movie watch the intro to ghost ship it's so good this happens and they're like oh they want to check out this ship we haven't been able to contact them we got to go to this guy who's like an expert on ships in, in the ocean we gotta be like hey man we gotta go we gotta go rescue these people and he's like "Oh, why would I rescue these people I don't, I don't do that anymore and like your ex-wife is on that ship and he's like oh shit that's what happened go. in
1: uh, the Meg oh no that's what I was thinking of oh <laughs> <laughs> George I think after, after we talk to Kim Haas we need to play America's Next Favorite Game Show also All right. That sounds great. Um, But before we get too far into it, I got to tell you, uh, our friend Pepper sent us a video yesterday. Did you see Pepper's video? I didn't watch it. I saw it at work and I
2: didn't have time
1: to check it out. So please play the audio. With
2: Samuel L. Jackson. Pepper
1: is trying to get into the cola rating game, Travis. Yeah. Uh, He rated a cola. And so then I went, and I had already... I'm going to play the clip, and then I'll tell you the story. Play
3: the clip, play the clip. It was on the popular podcast, WFOD, Will Full of Dicks, hosted by Mike, Travis, and Drunk. Drunk is known very well as the king of cola. He reviews different cola. Um, He has his own personal biases. But I am not... I'm not even the prince of cola. I'm not a big cola guy. But I saw this... Ultimate Coca Cola, zero sugar. And I decided the opportunity was too good to pass up. So this is Coke Zero Ultimate, zero sugar. Wow. So, hmm. It's almost like you took Coke Zero. And then added a little bit of, like, like rooty flavor. Like, almost like a, like a little splash of root beer. It's not bad.
1: It's like a root I'd beer say, flavored? That's what Pepper says.
3: I'd probably get it again. Maybe 7.5 out of 10.
1: It's really high,
3: Travis. Ultimate That's Coke pretty good. Zero.
1: Interesting. So I had already purchased drunk the ultimate Coca-Cola, but then Pepper sent me that saying the zero sugar version is in the mid sevens, Travis. So then I, it a- I had to go buy Coke ultimate zero sugar too, because maybe we need to be doing the zero sugar stuff too. These
0: names that Coca-Cola is coming out with, for these cola products is insane to me. Like like most, most sodas come out and they're like Berry Blast, Caribbean Punch. You know what I mean? Like they give you an idea of what the flavor is, but Coke is coming out with like Coca-Cola Starlight, Coca-Cola <laughs> Ultimate.
1: Like doesn't tell you what the goddamn flavor is. Now, Travis, I tried a Coca-Cola Ultimate Zero Sugar earlier. Yeah. Uh, I had one with dinner. I can tell you it doesn't have a diet flavor it's very very very
2: sweet oh. uh,
1: but drunk typically does not like the Coke zero the the diets yeah
2: I was about to say so he's not wrong I do have a bias yeah I don't do Coke zero Pepsi zero Pepsi one Coke one yeah. none of that bullshit but maybe
1: we need to get them all on the on the ranking. I mean, maybe you need to try them all. So, So I think it's got to
0: be a secondary ranking, right? You can't have the King of Cola peppering in
1: zero sugar slash diet colas. Well, Pepper kind of called him out on this, Travis. Can we agree that he needs to try the one that Pepper said he needs to try the one that Pepper tried? Yes,
0: absolutely. You cannot include it on the official list because, like he said, he has biases, right? Like he doesn't like if if you are going to do a King of Cola's zero sugar slash diet. You have to make it a separate list. Okay.
1: Are we going to play the jingle? Do it. I'll make him try them all. I'll do it for you. I am the show controller. He'll tell you if it's good or bad, because drunk's the fucking king of cola. He, he isn't looking forward to this, Travis. He did not sing along to the jingle um, so we're assessing the can okay. so Gold. so do we already have the ultimate Cola uh taste test
2: did, did, no, I, be, I gonna,
1: have it in the fridge Travis, but I figured he needed to answer the call. that's gonna
0: be
2: on the oh, okay. future so we're podcast.
0: just we're just answering the call yeah.
2: So it says ultimate limited edition coca-cola zero sugar yeah and the bomb is described as a zero calorie cola plus XP flavored. It's XP flavored. So does that mean it's video game flavored? The fuck does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) These marketing idiots. Zero calorie colo plus XP flavoring. Okay, so it comes in a 7.5 fluid ounce can.
1: Pepper had a bottle. I don't know if that matters, but I got a... a 12-pack of the little bitty so what? You got that? a 12-pack of this shit? It's, yeah, it's not good either, Travis. I, maybe I can trick myself into liking it if I add alcohol to it.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, dilute well, with booze and it'll you, be you, fine. You caught where I was going. It's in a seven and a half ounce can, so what does that tell you? It tells you that it's uh, you, can it's you can make for two
0: or drinks. You can make two mixed drinks out rum. of that.
2: Yes. Yeah. Or if you have a big cup, you know, a double.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, two mixed drinks, no matter how big your cup is, yeah. like half and half. Jesus
1: Christ.
2: So we'll go ahead and give it a
1: give it a tap,
0: a give it a crack.
1: It did not taste like root beer to me. Drunk. Sniff it. You I got sniff a, it. Uh, I got kind of a cotton candy flavor.
0: Ooh, it's very
1: sweet. He already does not
0: like the smell. He just uh, did the, the the smell smell test and he backed off immediately. He
1: <laughs> kind of looks like that, uh, that that I had a, a teacher in high school, Travis, I had a, a picture of a monkey or like a statue of a monkey staring at a skull. Oh yeah, sure. Drunk really reminded me of that statue just then, looking yeah. at the at Coke, confused. Yeah, yep. he was pondering it. He's pondering it his entire life. Did you just do like the the cross he just, drunk? Yeah, he just did uh, spectacles. Oh te- heaven testicles. forbid he, he tries a diet cola, Travis.
0: Spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch.
2: It's very sweet, isn't it? So I'm not catching the root beer that he's catching. Yeah. I'm not really
0: catching. I'm almost cola, catching yeah. a
2: bubble gum.
0: Yeah, yeah. It has. Oh, that would go, that would go with Mike's. You said cotton candy, bubble gum. Those are very similar. Artificial but it, it doesn't flavors. taste
1: like diet, does it? It tastes very sweet. No, yeah,
2: you get the aftertaste of the oh. aspartame or whatever the fuck it is.
1: You know, I, I've kind of only been drinking the zero calorie stuff, and maybe maybe it just freaks me my yeah. senses.
0: Two. That's legit.
2: Legitimately, all I drink. Two
1: three. You said drunk.
2: Two point three.
0: Two, three? Oh, you do not like this.
1: (laughs) Pepper gave it a 7.5.
0: I think Drunk's uh, zero sugar scale is going to go from one to five.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Five will be really high. But but yeah, I don't like the bubble gummy taste. I don't like the the aftertaste. It's Travis, I do think I think he's got to try them all because I mean
1: I think we have cherry colas on the list now, so we got to try all the cherry colas. We got to do all the weird like orange and vanilla cokes and stuff, and we got to do all the diets. I used to love
0: the Pepsi Twist; that used to be my jam. Yeah, that's that's three different that's three different groupings, right? So we're gonna have the original King of Cola rankings, the flavor colas, straight cola, straight cola only. Uh, we're going to have uh, the zero sugar. That's another or ranking slash diet. I mean, yep, yep. Zero slash diet. Absolutely. And then we're also going to have flavored colas. And that's where cherry cola is going to sit. So that's going to be three separate king of cola rankings.
1: <laughs> Guys, what we're going to do, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Kim. Uh, Travis, she's a, a, a British lady. Uh, He's got an Love accent. The Brits. Big on those, so uh, Love looking accents. forward to that Guys, stick around, we'll be right back
2: Five people are aboard that
4: missing submersive It was traveling to the wreckage of the Titanic Experts say that they have
3: around 30 hours of oxygen
1: left Rich guys on a sub,
0: they must have lost their way Nowhere to take a shit Enough food for a day Pee your pants like Travi Get your slacks all wet Because when you fools get thirsty, you'll suck that pee, I bet Pee sucking with the Trav dog P sucking with the Trav dog.
2: Yeah. W F O B.
1: And now, internet radio's all time greatest zoologist, drunk with his amazing animal fact.
3: (coughs) Hippo sweat is pink.
1: Unzip you fly. Drop your pants. It's time to do my silly dick wiggle dance. Don't mean gaze long, but you can take a glance. It's time to do my silly dick wiggle dance. I've seen Paris and I've seen France, but you ain't seen my silly dick wiggle dance. Line them up, sell tickets in advance. They'll all wanna see my silly dick wiggle dance. Dick wiggle dance. dance.
4: Stains in my shorts. Dick Wiggle Dance. Do the dick wiggle dance. Do the dick wiggle dance. Dick wiggle dance.
3: Stains and mushrooms. Do, Do the dick wiggle dance.
1: They actually develop both of these guys
2: lesions in their butt crack. Yeah. But let's move on. Once again. WFOD Wheelbarrow full of dicks
1: guest tonight is a former tour manager for bands like motorhead black sabbath rush and uh, guys the king look up the king by the way uh she has a new book coming out it's called lipstick and leather on the road with the world's most notorious rock stars uh get it on amazon today guys kim house is on the program i've been enjoying your book your book's great thank you so much what i really appreciate about it is is you get a lot of bang for your buck there's like three stories per page you just just crank them out (laughs) don't talk about your childhood you just get right to it you you cram it all in there
4: my childhood was great (laughs) i had an amazing childhood you know so i wasn't a rebel getting away from anything that was horrific i lived with my mom who um was divorced and a school teacher and she lived with my grandparents my grand and grandfather so it was just fantastic growing up and um boring boring so very boring for a book (laughs) it only gets started when i get to 19 and run off
1: (laughs) so you toured briefly with elvis costello not in any professional way and then uh, you you filled in for a t-shirt person like the last couple of nights and then the T-shirt person said, well, why don't you just be the T-shirt person?
4: No. So basically, I, yeah, you're right. I filled in for a girl that was ill. Yeah. um, She got sick while she was on tour. Filled in for her selling T-shirts. Had a whale of a time just for the last few nights. Went home thinking I was going to go back to being a swimming instructor. Yeah. <laughs> Very boring. And um, I got a call from the merchandising company and they just said, you did so good. Do you want to do some more? And I was like, okay, do you And then, I mean, to a 19 year old, who's only been to Spain once to London twice, when somebody turns around to you and goes, we're going to Europe on a European tour. And here are all the cities you're going to, you know? So I'm like, that had got me from the first line. Yeah. And then when she said it's with a band called a Canadian band called rush. Now, I wasn't really, I'm not into that kind of music, yeah. to be honest.
1: Yeah, I like, that. So- I like that, that. That's funny that they were like, yeah, well, if we're going to pay you, we're not going to send you to see bands you like.
4: Exactly. Exa- and and you know what? <laughs> it, that's, <laughs> that's the top and bottom of it. It's
1: smart. Who- it's smart. Yeah, for sure. You can't really argue with it.
4: No, you can't, because I wouldn't have got any work done if yeah. I'd have liked the band. But they were such nice people, yeah. such nice people. And and there I am, traveling around Europe at 19 years of age with a rock band. Yeah. <laughs> now, that, that took me to when I got Motorhead. And that's when everything kind of kicked off because I spent 10 years with Motorhead, selling shirts to begin with. Then um, I went on to... Because obviously we're going back to the days when there were so many different currencies in Europe, and I t- I took over doing the t- tour accounting because the tour manager didn't know what Corona was. Were we in, were in where we in Finland, where we in Sweden, <laughs> where we in
1: where were we with this money? Did you guys sort all that out, or is it still weird? Is there? I guess everything's the euro now, isn't it?
4: It is, except obviously for the UK. Yeah, yeah. So so it, it it's a lot easier now but um so i took over doing tour accounts and then there was the night just before christmas when the tour manager had left and nobody could get to us and it was literally kim you know you've done it you've seen it everybody knows what they're doing and i got thrown into tour managing that night that was my big push because so many people heard about this woman that has just tour managed for a, for them you know, one night—that's all it was—and then i whisked away to do all these other bands, and that's when it really took off.
1: You're getting the opportunity, and you step so, up yeah. and do the job and prove you can.
4: And that was the so we came back from there, and then suddenly I had a a phone call. Um, well, then I went on to do Hawkwind. To be honest, I went from them. I did I did Mothead, then I did Hawkwind, and that's. Uh, about a year after that so a couple of years or a couple of years i got a phone call from america because concrete blonde needed a female tour manager and they couldn't find one in america so they just put it out there just like if this woman can work for lemmy and handle that she yeah. can handle it <laughs> so that was my next opportunity in america
1: so that can just kind of be your calling card you just put that on your business card i I handled Lemmy for 10 years. What What are you going to do?
4: I, I have one better than that. And I love saying this because there's so many people out there that goes, oh, she must have been a groupie. She must have slept with somebody for this. And I get that thrown at me all the time. So I just turn around and go, hell yeah, I slept under Lemmy for 10 years. <laughs> That's when people turn around and go, you did what? And I was like, yeah. And I let them come to all these conclusions in their head thinking, yeah, she was a groupie. And then I just turn around and go, no, he was in the middle bunk. I was on the bottom bunk and it was on a tour bus. In fact, I've slept under loads of people since then.
1: <laughs> it, it went three high? The, the bunk? Yeah. Oh, geez.
4: Some of them go three high. Yeah.
1: Did you, did you just get used to it? Because I don't think I'd like that. I think it'd creep me out.
4: One of the reasons I took the bottom bunk is because it doesn't really feel like you're in a coffin. If you The higher up you go, you do feel like you're in a coffin. Yeah, no. And and I hated the top one because you had to climb into them, for one. Right. And also, you're at eye level. When people walk past, everybody's eyes are into your bunk. But the, ba- the worst thing about sleeping on a tour bus was the smell because I'm by where everybody takes their shoes off.
1: Oh, right. You
4: know, my head... So I used to spray... That's where I used to spray the curtains with the uh, perfume and just get... So when the bus is moving, the waft of the curtains, yeah, I get the smell of the perfume rather than the feet.
1: You're retired from that business now. You don't do that anymore.
4: I stopped in 2013 to look after my mom,
3: uh-huh.
4: who um, became sick and needed me then. So I, did, I retired then. And um, now... You see, I wrote the book originally because I was angry, angry at all these young women out there saying, why are there not enough women in the music industry? I've been doing it for five years and haven't done this. I've been doing it for this. And so I wrote the book, started to write the book then. And then I stopped and I realized that I shouldn't be angry. I think it was just my age that was coming into terms with me then. Yeah. You know, why, why I was just getting angry. at that. And I thought, why should I be angry? Why shouldn't I just help them look back and go, hey, if I can do it in 1979, when <laughs> I was told at school that I had to become a secretary or, you know, work in a shop as a shop assistant, right. if I can do it, so can you. So I, I just now help people do that. And I also help artists too, because there's a lot of artists out there that are not going to make it. And it's really sad because they could be the best piano player, the best guitarist, the best whatever in the world. And somebody, they're just not in the right place at the right
1: time. So you just mean there's more opportunities out there in that world than people may think.
4: Absolutely. I've had a dentist on tour. (laughs) You know, I've had exactly there's the weirdest things you you think of the obvious ones and then there are obvi- there are others that are out there that that you would never think of in a million years so yes i've had all kinds of people
1: would you even recognize because i i hear I, I don't know anything so but i hear all the talk of like record companies taking over like a lot of the the touring and they they Dip into the merch and stuff now. Did you miss all of that, or was that kind of starting to creep in near the end?
4: It started to creep in near the end, and then. But to me, after I, w- I was a tour manager, I had my daughter in nineteen ninety five, and I, I hated being away from her. And where I'd been on um one of our uh the Brits which is, you know, a really big music award program over here. And they'd thrown a ice bucket of water over the deputy prime minister at the time. And the tour manager had not handled it very well. You know, they, they'd gone around and they were apologizing to everybody, like offering to uh, dry clean the guy's suit, take care of him, all this kind of stuff. And this is an ad band that was... You know, an anarchistic band. So how can you do that with a band like that? They were doing completely the opposite to what the band wanted. And the manager got frustrated with this. And he just said, Kim, call me. It was like 2 a.m. And he just I got this phone call. He's like, Kim, I found you your new job. And it's like, what is it? And he said, you're going to start troubleshooting for bands that are like in trouble with something, doing something going on. And so I flew to London the next day sorted things out after two days came home and then I started working for record companies that were having problems with a lot of bands that didn't like the contracts that they'd signed up to with record companies.
1: So that's like a, is that like uh,
4: a publicist job? Is that? No, it was more of a troubleshooting job. That's what they called it at the time. Yeah. Now they call it crisis management. But when <laughs> I first started, it was troubleshooting.
1: Oh, wait, what's that? That's what, uh, um, Oh, what's that guy's name? That show on Showtime that my dad always tries to get me to watch, Uh, Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan, (laughs) you're like a Ray Donovan, right? Uh huh. I
4: mean, I've I've worked with bands where um, I think I mentioned him. There's a great, great guy in the book, and he signed a record contract because he wanted to put central heating in, in his home and move his children and his wife to a bigger house. Yeah. But he didn't realize that then he had to go on tour. He fulfilled his contract in the end, but we we came up with a, a, you know, a great way of doing that for him that worked for him and for the record company. So that's that's what I ended up doing.
1: I I like uh, this. The King character that that, you know, he's (laughs) you know what? The music's pretty good. Isn't it? I expected it to be stupid, Kim, but it's not stupid. It's pretty great. (laughs) It's it really is one of my my. I
4: mean, I love the Nirvana track that he did.
1: I love it. And this came out like nineteen ninety one or something. I played it for my wife last night. She says, "Is this AI or something?" I was like, "No, this is just great, right?" And she goes, "Yeah, it's pretty good." Absolutely. Uh, You won't wear seatbelts. Don't even ask him to. He's not going to do it.
4: Well, is this, this just he 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 was the guy that didn't really like he didn't like touring he was a postman
3: yeah well
1: they make pretty you
4: know, he, he was a post- postman yeah yeah and and he did it for just the fun of it so he took a sabbatical off his off his job and um he he fulfilled his contract to emi and everybody was happy except for his wife which is one of the stories in the
1: so did he 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 just stop he went away
4: yeah he the last i heard that he was back in um ireland and he was driving a cab you know so but happy happy because he gone back to he got his house he's got his central heating and he's got his family all around him again see it's not for everybody i guess
1: yeah the yeah the I guess you get into it you think this is going to be the thing you like to do and then you're kind of like wait this I don't know about all this.
4: <laughs> it's it's like i I've always put it it's it's it, it's like being in a circus
1: go where the the show is and you wait around for a really long time and you entertain yourself and then you got an hour or two where you have to work and then you do a whole lot more waiting around
4: yes yeah there there is there's a, a an awful lot of waiting around i mean and then i guess in the book too i say that i came to san francisco three times you know and and i i i'd always wanted to go to san francisco and i remember the last time i, I said to the to the bus driver you know like when when do we get there when do we hit san francisco because i can't wait wake me up i want to see the golden gate bridge i want to see it all and he went Tim? We were there yesterday.
1: And it was dark, and you couldn't have seen it anyway.
4: No, exactly. Exactly. So one thing I did learn from that was in the future, every time we got to a city that I loved or thought I might love, I'd grab a cab and disappear for 20 minutes and just say to the cab driver, just go for it. Show me what you can.
1: That would be a good business idea, like a 20-minute tour.
4: Quickest there sightseeing trips that there were
1: yeah just get as much in as you can in 20 minutes go wouldn't it kim my co-host drunk he just got married and he's been shilling for our listeners to donate money to his honeymoon fund and i am telling (laughs) them not to just give it to him that he has to earn it and uh something in your book
4: okay uh
1: that i i wanted to throw out there as as a potential thing for them to, is uh the dance of the flaming assholes
4: i knew that was coming
1: <laughs> and, and i i was hoping that you could you could explain the dance of the flaming how do you win the dance of the flaming assholes
4: you're the last man standing. You need um, quite a big area, a table,
1: and a toilet roll. Okay, so you get up on
4: on the table.
1: I guess you. So you can't run away. Is that why that's?
4: Yeah, yeah. So, or you just jump off the table and leave the toilet roll behind. <laughs> okay. Now you you have to know who this band was. I mean, it couldn't have been anybody else, but it was a um game. Wow. Lemmy never played it. He just stood and watched. But just watching it was hilarious. There was Pete Gill, who was the drummer at that time, Wurzel, and Phil Campbell. And they got on the table. They dropped their pants. They took one end of the toilet roll and put it between the cheeks of their, you know, between their buttocks, basically. Then somebody unrolled toilet rolls all the way down the hall, down into the venue, you know, like long. And then they were all lit at the same time. Now, toilet roll goes up really fast.
1: It's kind of like the wick of like dynamite. Yeah
4: so much quicker and basically it's the last person standing on on the table who doesn't is there out. someone
1: standing by with a with a uh fire extinguisher or no
4: well just... when this first happened no because it happened so quickly and nobody was really prepared for it, it was just something to do one afternoon <laughs> you know so so it was very yeah. Uh, yeah spare of the moment thing so no there were no fire extingu... we never thought about that kind of thing you know we had good boots on we could stamp it out
1: <laughs> kim where should i send people i guess is amazon the best place to send people yeah, for the book?
4: amazon it's lipstick and leather amazon or i believe it may be coming out there soon but amazon i'd go to amazon and it's lipstick and leather and yeah i it's it's just a different stories because You know, there are stories from band members about being in a band. There are stories that journalists have written about being with different bands. But there are no stories out there that are from actual people, especially women that have been involved in it. And that's what I wanted to show. And, you know, how bands can act so differently when nobody else is watching. (laughs)
1: It was a, like a, a unique look that I don't think I'd seen before because I've seen plenty of stuff from bands, seen plenty of stuff, but I've never seen anything from just regular people that get thrust into that world. Yeah. And they yeah. like, deal with it all. So, uh-huh. Kim, it was, it was great talking to you. The book is great. Uh, people Thank should you. get it.
4: Thank you so Thank much. The leather, yeah, on Amazon. It'd be wonderful. Thank you. Take care. And knew- you. Music mm-hmm.
2: So
1: drunk, uh, Kim. She uh, she told us all about the uh,
2: the dance.
1: Yeah, the the dance of uh, the flaming asshole. Yeah. You stand on a table, and somebody lights the other end. You you, you clench toilet paper in your butt cheeks, Travis. Yeah. You stand on a table, and then somebody unravels the toilet paper, and lights the other end, and so. The last man standing is the man who lets the flames get the closest to their butthole. I don't know how we incorporate that with, with drunk, but I, I suggested it. I thought it was interesting. Well,
0: you do know uh, all of the stunts for stunt year have to be uh, a contribu- a contribution in monetary value to right. his, uh, so his honeymoon. Right. Send out so the challenge. Tell th- th- we'll th- th- we'll th-
2: th- me th- how much th- you're going to consider paying me. <laughs> and yeah. I'll let you know if I'll take care of it.
0: Yeah. And listeners, if, if, if you hear of anybody talking about ridiculous stunts, just like our guest did, um, go ahead. If you
1: would like Drunk to Do It, uh, if you got a couple of shekels to uh, donate, please do. The book's great, yeah. Travis. The Kim Hawes book. Uh, she, uh, she she went on tour with a whole bunch of bands, Has a lot of great stories. And she doesn't fuck around, Travis. It's like three stories a page. She just cranks the- them out. She do that? Does she read that uh, book? Does she do the audio version with that uh, accent? I don't know. I, I read it, Travis. I read the uh, book, but uh, that's, uh, a rare, that's a rare—that's a rarity. Now, you usually, audiobook it. I read like two books this week, Travis. I was a busy boy. But while we're still on the subject of flaming, I have a, a Joe Biden clip I want to play for you. Just because. Ooh, this is
0: like an update.
1: I think it's just—it's just funny. I... Tell the stories of our
2: nation. Tell the stories of all of us. Ladies and gentlemen, here from the White House, Jill and I are honored to present Flaming Hot. <laughs> may God bless you and may God protect our troops. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Enjoy the film. Enjoy your house. Enjoy they your had a,
1: a screening, thank Travis, you, you. of the Flaming Hot
0: Cheetos movie. <laughs> that has been proven to be a lie.
2: <laughs> Is it proven? Uh, so yeah, sure.
0: There's been a lot of sources that have come out and said, nah, this is all bullshit. That's <laughs> like,
3: awesome.
0: that's not how that happened. A bunch of fucking people in a lab made it. Like, Dr- they make everything.
1: <laughs> Drunk, do you want to play a game before we do Picks of the Week? Sure. Okay, I have a, a game. That game does have a theme song. This is the theme song. Oh, is it, is it America's favorite? Can you yeah. find Travi? Which one is Travi? the traffic or is it AI 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 AI, AI.
2: so <laughs> probably be a better game for Travis wouldn't it that's a great <laughs> song
0: because you didn't correct your fuck up you just incorporated <laughs> it into the song <laughs>
2: He didn't, have, so, he didn't have enough
1: time to edit a new one. In Travis, I, yeah, I had one take. That's all I got time for, Travis. <laughs> all, I got three clips, uh, three rounds for uh, find the Travi. Okay, uh, I'm gonna play you three so this clips. this is Just me. Two of them are AI. One of them is the real Travis.
2: Okay, this is just me. Uh, you can both play. I have Travis Lifeline.
1: Yeah. you okay Dr- yeah that's what it'll be Travis light plays light. and Travis can give you uh his I- input okay three rounds for this so I'll play three clips a B and C and you have to tell me
2: and which remember
1: one is the real I'm not, Travis.
0: I'm not infallible here because I never remember what we talk about <laughs> or what I say and it's the AI is very convincing <laughs> He's got to get his uh, yeah, okay uh, his deprivation goggles on.
2: So here's you like, you like my new coveralls?
0: <laughs> I do like those actually.
1: <laughs> Round one. Here's A.
0: I think we did just fine. Here's B. I think we did just fine. And here's C. I think we did just fine. No, it's definitely not C.
1: Okay, so C he thinks is AI Travis.
2: Okay, uh, give me. Can I get A and B one more time? I
1: think we did just fine. I think we did just fine. I'm going to go with B. B. Drunk B was the real Travis.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think we did just fine. Okay, round two. Here's A. It was like Thug Shaker Discord, right? Here's B. It was like Thug Shaker Discord, right? And here's C. It was like Thug Shaker Discord, right? That one's much more difficult.
1: You're having trouble with that one, Travis?
0: I think I know what it is, but it's more difficult than the first
1: one. You think it's A, Drunk? I think it's A. Travis, Drunk is two for two. Yep, I was going to say A as well. Maybe the genuine article really is the best.
0: Yeah, the real Travis does shine through, no matter how good the AI really is, because you can't put all of this humanity that I have
1: yeah. So I was well, with that was a computer he, program. He's daredevil in it, Travis. So he has that extra sense. That's true. That's true. All right. Here's round three. What's up, Smoke Dog? What's up, Smoke Dog?
2: What's up, Smoke Dog? See, 100%. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Travis drunk went three
0: for three. Three for three. Can
1: you find the Travi? Which one is Travis? Which one is Travi? Can you find the Travi? Which one is Travi? Can you find the Travi? Or is it
3: AI? 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 I don't
2: know. There's, I, AI just can't catch the extra. I fucking love this. Thro- that part of the song where you fuck up and just eat makes me so happy. Uh, Travis has something a little more throaty, I think that the AI just can't pick up. Is it, is yeah, it the, I can't capture it. Is it the
1: audio quality? Drunk? Is that what? No, I don't think so. <laughs> it really does make me so fucking happy.
0: That, yeah, yeah, hey hey so, You want it one more time, <laughs> Travis? Yeah, but it, just the end. Just the end. Can you put it just at the end?
1: Or is it AI? AI. AI. AI.
2: <laughs> AI. I
1: don't think that'll ever not make me laugh. <laughs> Holy Trust. shit. So in reading Kim Haus's book, <sighs> yeah. uh, she referenced uh, touring with an Elvis impersonator who was like a really good Elvis impersonator and award-winning Elvis impersonator. Ooh.
0: There are a lot of Elvis impersonators, but you win an award. Yeah. I'm going to take notice.
1: Uh, and he released an album in 1998. When when I'm reading about this, this guy is a character. He refuses to wear seatbelts, Travis. He uh, refused. He to wear was he belts. was a postman uh, that did not want a tour, and they kept being like, "You got a tour. You signed a contract. We need you to promote this goddamn album that we paid for." he's like, I I don't want to. Uh, So I I wanted to learn more about The King. And I listened to his album. And you would think, oh, this probably sucks. But Travis, I'm here to tell you, this 1998 album from The King called Gravelands, it does not suck at all. Uh, No suckage. It's... It's a pretty good Elvis impersonation. Now, nowadays, you can probably find a lot of this, and you'll think it's AI. But he did this in 1998. This, this is uh, the king doing a Nirvana song, Travis. It is. It, it, tell me what you think of this because I, I've listened to this a couple of times. I think it's good.
3: As
0: Can You imagine if if Elvis would have lived, we probably
2: would have got a cover <laughs> album just like that. Just just like uh, uh uh god damn it. The Man Black's last album. Yeah, Johnny Cash Johnny was Cash, all covers. Yeah. yeah.
1: They they she said <clears throat> Travis that he just didn't like it and is now a taxi driver. Like he had what? a record contract and he's like I don't want to do this anymore and now he just drives a cab. He didn't want to do it anymore. Is, is, is that it entire is album officer. covers? Yeah, it's all covers. Uh, and that sounds
0: like Elvis doing Nirvana.
1: No, it's really good, Travis. Like, That's it has really no impressive. business being as good as it is. So uh, I just I wanted to highlight that because I thought it was, it was great. That's my pick of yeah. the week. Yeah, I do enjoy that very much.
2: Drunk, do you have a pick of the week? Drunk's pick of the week. I'd like to congratulate the United States for winning last Sunday the CONCACAF Nations League What? It's a two year tournament and we won it Uh, And then we start What kind of sport?
1: Oh is this your going to Vegas thing?
2: No the United States soccer team
1: Oh CONCACAF Concacaf. Concacaf. What the fuck is that?
2: CONCACAF is the region that we are in So Europe is called UEFA.
1: UEFA
2: UEFA? UEFA What's FIFA then? FIFA's the whole kit and caboodle.
1: So FIFA's the big dog. We're just like and a there's, conference. In there's
2: six s- conferences within so FIFA. So what's the Premier League? The Premier League is club football. Not, that's a fictional not not it's That's just football. on uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> Doesn't exist. But they are also governed by FIFA as well.
0: <clears throat> FIFA. So but- everybody is governed by, governed by FIFA, or no? Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, yes. Uh, But the uh, U.S. has soccer players good enough to win
2: things? Yeah, it's our second consecutive uh, Nations Cup victory. And we've beaten Mexico now the last six times in a row. Well, that's
0: great to know because I spent all last weekend at a soccer tournament and I have a... uh, all weekend, this weekend, at a soccer tournament. You know, Travis, uh, maybe it's I all worth it. it. If, and then we start the Gold Cup on Friday.
3: So. If
1: people are listening to this for the first time, they probably think that drunk is like this knowledgeable sports man. Like, me and you are a couple of dorks. Well, you but are. We just, we just watch, like, normal sports that normal people watch. Drunk Yeah, I watch...
2: D- deep. Drunk watch all the sports.
1: Yeah. We just watch the normal oh uh, Well, I mean...
2: The golf was pretty exciting this weekend, too. I was upset Ricky didn't win, but.
0: Rick! Yeah. Drunk, drunk, drunk watches
2: tennis, just if you're curious. About also how the dynamic watched, is. I'm really big right now into Australian rules football.
1: Today on the toilet, Travis, I spent like 20 minutes watching videos of people telling Phil Kessel
2: stories. Uh,. Yeah, can you believe he's on the Knights that won the Stanley Cup this yeah, year? Yeah, he's a
1: three-time cup winner. Crazy, the guy, uh, the guy's a big, fat, bald fuck.
2: Yeah, I got a buddy. who's like, dude,
1: that guy looks like me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, those were the days, huh? Phil Castle stories are great, though. He what, loves what hot is he, dogs.
1: Thirty-six. Like uh, he he drinks Pepsi Cola on the bench. Travis, the guy's a the guy's an animal.
2: Uh. But going back to the Vegas thing, I did win my tournament this weekend, and I am going back to Vegas. Oh, congratulations.
1: Yes! Drunk.
2: Go drunk.
1: Travis, pick of the week? Travis's pick of the
0: week this week. I think piggybacks on last week's pick. I can't ever recall what my picks
1: were. ATM was your pick of the week last
0: oh, week. Oh, no. So from probably from the pick of the week before? Warrior. Uh, Whenever <clears throat> my Arnold documentary
1: pick. Anyway. Oh, I watched the first part of that. Travis.
0: Yeah. It's great. Anyway, um, so my pick of the week this week is Foobar. It's uh Arnold's new television program right, on Netflix. Yeah. Uh it is true lies slash Mr. and Mrs. Smith, except instead of the husband and wife dynamic, it is a father and daughter dynamic. Yeah, so it's, uh, is
2: Fortune pretty good in that?
0: She's actually very funny in it. Um Fortune Feemster in there. Uh, There's actually two agents that are kind of teamed up as like one very hunky study washboard ab guy, hunky study for For Fortune Feemster are like uh, best friends. uh, And they're like on Arnold's team. Uh, Arnold is supposed to retire. They bring him back in to to uh, uh, evacuate uh, an agent who is in trouble only for him to realize, oh, shit. It's my daughter who he did not realize was also a CIA agent. Uh, hijinks ensue. Uh, it's very funny, there's a lot of action, a lot of good gunfights. Uh, I have two episodes left, so I don't know if they stick the landing, so I can't comment on that. But so far, so good. Uh, I highly recommend Fubar, which has been in Netflix's top five actually since its debut. God, I think probably six weeks ago. So, uh, so,
2: um, a- the way you described it, it's almost like an Archer-Pam dynamic.
0: I don't watch Archer. Oh.
2: Oh. Yeah, he's so disappointed in the
1: <laughs> Guys, Kim Howes, her book, it's called Lipstick and Leather, On the Road with the World's Most Notorious Rock stars. Uh Good read. When we get drunk to do the Dance of the Flaming Assholes, Travis, we'll have her come in and judge it to see how he uh, stacks up to the motorhead guys
0: yeah remember the link to donate uh to stunt year will probably be in the episode description donate make a comment on what you would like to see drunk do for stunt Year, and
2: we'll see what we can do
3: stunt year stunt year still Stunt year
2: i'm doing there stunt year
1: For listening to this installment of WFOD, our operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. We don't advertise, so we rely on word of mouth. Please take a moment to tell a friend, share a link, leave a review, or any of the other things podcasts ask you to do. The music featured in this episode is by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Check him out at whitebataudio.com. You can contact us with comments or questions by phone at six three six. 487-HAND or by email at Mike at wfodix.com, Travis at WFODicks.com or Drunk at WFODicks.com Special thanks as always to our Patreon sponsors Jim Chadman, Brian Kranz, Liquid Lozenge, Valerie Carpenter, Jay Adson, and Rabbit Poundings. If you want early access to episodes, you can support the show at Patreon.com slash WFODIX. Our entire catalog can be found at WFODshow.com, or you can find our feed of the latest episodes on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeart, or wherever else fine podcasts are found. Check us out on social media, WFODshow on Twitter and Instagram, WFODix on Facebook and YouTube. We will return next week, but really, we're never
3: you yeah.